Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. Good morning. This is Strong Christian Female, and I'm coming to you with a bit of a heavy heart. Um... I got some news today that really threw me off. And I think it threw me off because um, the news is about someone I haven't seen in a very long time. But I think the reason I wanted to jump on here, even though I was planning on it and had a whole other teaching planned, is because we are but vapor on this earth. And so is everyone around us. Life is fast and furious and quick and over and done. And so many of us spend our times wasted on distractions, on social media yelling at people, on going down these rabbit holes of information that is mostly editorialized to fit an opinion, not facts. We have basically surrendered our purpose in life over to the culture around us. Instead of living our life for Jesus with actual human beings face to face. I know right now it's 2020 and it's COVID. But there are still people you can make personal connection with, whether it's Zoom, whether it's in person. So many of us have just wasted so many what will add up to be at the end of our lives years on these things. And I think God is saying enough. Do I think all media is bad? No, of course not. Do I think all social media is bad? No, I don't. But I do think most of us are so easily distracted from our day when we utilize those things. And so many of us are just either not saying anything, but we're looking at other people's posts to kind of see what they're saying or see what idiots are saying below. I mean, I'm just being transparent, like, oh, these people are so dumb or, oh, they're just so this. But the truth of the matter is most people who have an opinion, psychology tells us if they have a very strong opinion, you coming in even with truth and facts so rarely dissuades them from their opinion, their human nature doubles down on what they actually think they believe or what they believe to where even if it's a personal friend and you try to tell them, once isn't going to cut it. It's going to take a very long time and social media is not created for those deep conversations. It's created for pass-bys, updates. Hey, look what I'm doing today. It has become though, unfortunately, just this venomous place as have many other things. So some of us who don't do social media much anymore have backed away, and I think that's good. But what else are we putting in place of relationships? I say this all to say, I we lost someone in our lives. She was definitely older. She'd lived a long life, and she'd been on hospice for quite some time. Uh, A neighbor and a person we had as a family member in our lives that we would visit. Lovely lady, knew Jesus, Um, she passed on a week ago 
And I just received information from a college friend that a mutual friend of ours was just given less than a month to live. And that, it just threw me off because I think we just have all these people in our memories and in our mind. And in our mind, they're just living this life. And this person knows the Lord very deeply. I have no doubt that he will see Jesus when he passes, but he has children and a life. And he's such a good steward of his life. And I pray, I'm praying for his healing. I, I, I don't stop praying just because the reality of our frailty seeps in. God doesn't say he's, hey, every single person you pray for is going to be healed. I, I don't, I don't think there's this cosmic formula to it. I really do not. But I also know that he says to pray for the sick. And I'm going to do that as our friends do that. So my prayer is that he recovers and that he has this miraculous healing and that he lives to tell what he learned during this time of his life because he is leaving behind his legacy on earth in his children. And he invested wisely, wisely in his marriage and in his kids and in his community and in his church. And he's just such a lovely, lovely human. But I want to talk about this investment. This, I I said, I called it a currency that God gives us to spend. And that is the currency of our lives. And how are we spending it? In Matthew 25, it has the parable of the 10 virgins, right? And it says at the time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but they did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. They'd all been drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight, the cry rang out, Here's the bridegroom, come and meet him. When all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps, the foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going to go out. No, they replied, There may not be enough for both you and us. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Later the others came. Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know the day or the hour. So in this exchange, there are people who are prepared and people who are not prepared for the coming of the bridegroom. And they think maybe at the last minute they can go and become prepared if they are not prepared in the moment. But it says, we do not know the day or the hour. And he's a long time in coming. For some of us, we are literally waiting for the coming of the Lord. Because if you want me to be frank, this is a world that is absolutely dying right now. It is dying to self. It is dying to our own selfishness. And it's very hard to witness people who justify really awful things. Even in the church, and we're told as the church to be compassionate and merciful. And what that translates to most people is be quiet, sit on your hands and don't do anything. And that's, that's very difficult because that's not what Jesus said at all. However, I also want to read out of John eleven twenty five. 25. It says, I am the resurrection and the life. 
The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? This is Jesus asking. Yes, Lord. She said, this is, again, this, I apologize, this is Martha being talked to by Jesus. She says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And then he goes, she leads him to Lazarus's tomb, and he raises Lazarus from the dead. Some of us want to see a Lazarus moment. Some of us are waiting to die or be sucked up in, by a vacuum into heaven and be done with this world. But in the meantime, we're here. We're waiting for these bridegrooms and the ones who aren't prepared for his return won't make it. And those that are prepared, see, see, the thing is they were all allowed in if they were there at the right time or they did the right things or they were prepared, right? But the challenge is, is if we're not prepared and he comes, what happens to us? We aren't invited in. There are multiple things that weigh on my heart. There's so many people out there that we all know that do not know Jesus. They don't know Jesus. And we aren't telling them about Jesus. And maybe it's not a blatant sermon we're supposed to tell them, but maybe send them a card. Encourage them to meet you for coffee, even again if it's on Zoom. Checking in with them, loving them, showing them the love of Jesus, even if they're a hard personality to love. And I'm not always good at that. Believe me, there are people that are very hard for me to love. And I just kind of just pretend they don't exist. But then the day comes when you hear that they're not doing well and they might die and they are not ready. See, we don't die as Christians. We simply pass on. We pass on, and yet, with our currency of life, what have we spent our time investing in? What are we spending our time investing in? That is what I want to ask today. Of myself, of everyone listening, what are we spending our time investing in? If you feel you have no purpose here except to be distracted by Netflix, you need to pray and ask God. If you no longer have children at home or don't yet have kids, you aren't married, maybe you're single, don't be, a, God has so much purpose for you beyond the maybe former dream or present dream of being married or the former life you had. I think some people think once their kids are raised, they're sort of done. And I don't believe that's true at all. I believe God has a very unique call on all of our lives. And he knew when our kids would grow up and leave. And he knew if and when we would be married. The purpose for your life hasn't shifted because your plans didn't pan out. And we are spending so much time not living out the plan God has for us, the purpose he has for us. Maybe it's through art. Maybe your art is going to affect culture and change the world around you. Maybe it's just your city or your city block. Maybe you gave up painting or pottery or writing or poetry because you think it's silly and frivolous. Or you think, well, no one's going to pay attention. But if that is how God wants you to express who you are and who he is and your relationship with him, do it. It isn't about keeping score. This false lie of what greatness is in our culture has got to be just diminished in our mind. And we just need to do what God compels us to do, whether it's praying 
writing, spending time with our kids, our grandkids, our friends, our neighbors, our siblings, our parents. Pick up a pen, make some cards, and start writing actual humans you know who have an address you can write to or text them, call them, FaceTime them. I would encourage you, especially leading up to the election, to not only be praying for our leaders, but be praying for our country right now. Spend time doing that, for heaven's sakes. Your prayers matter. The lie that our prayers mean nothing is a lie I used to believe, and it is not true. That is something you can be investing your purpose in right now. If you're homeschooling your kids like me, hello. Pour more time into it, even more time. Be very prepared. Love them. Be patient with them. Give up maybe the checklist you need to accomplish that day and invest more in those relationships, that time in prayer with them, that time spending time playing music with them, whatever it is. But if we are never going to die, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Instead of living our lives like we might die in two weeks, like that was something I posed. What, what would you really do with your time if in two weeks you knew you would leave this earth? See, we know we aren't going to die. But we also aren't living as if our time here is over and we will stand in judgment of the Father. The all, these cell phones we all are so attached to aren't coming with us to heaven. I don't know if you're aware of that because that's a thought I really had to simmer on one day. This dumb device that I can't stop looking at, touching, apps, blah, 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 that I've since got off my phone. That thing ain't going with me to heaven. If it was so doggone important, he would have created it on day eight. And day eight, he created the cell phone. That's not how this works. And I'm compelled to to just say to all of us, and I'm saying it as much to myself as anyone else, lay down the falseness the world offers us with these distractions and connect with human beings, whether it's through your art, a card, a phone call, a text, a book you're going to write, a screenplay you want to change culture with, any of it. Set down the distractions and do the work that God has placed you on earth to do, whether it's raising your kids, whether it's talking to the person that drives you bananas just so they feel loved today, whether it's baking cookies for your neighbor. I don't know what it is, but an expression of genuine sacrifice and love. Live like he's coming because he's coming And you might have oil for your lamps, but maybe your neighbor doesn't. And we are to prepare them ahead of time, not at the last minute. So let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this time, this precious currency you've given all of us to invest here on earth. Help us not squander it. Help us love you with it. Help us love our families with it. Help us be the person you have created us to be rather than what the culture defines us to be. Help us no longer waste any time not loving those around us. If we are compelled, Lord, to send I love yous today to people we haven't said that to in a long time, have us 
do it now. Instead of investing time on social media or apps on our phone or Netflix or any other things we put in our lives that are not of you, God, we ask that you say to our heart, do it. And we rekindle those relationships in the best of ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, if you know Jesus, and maybe you don't, maybe you're listening right now and you've never actually asked Christ to be the Lord of your life. You haven't actually said, God, I surrender my entire life to you. Not just the things that are comfortable, but the things that are uncomfortable. I surrender my opinions. I surrender my time. I surrender my attitude, my emotions. I surrender it all and I lay it down. If that is you and you really do not think you've ever dedicated your life to Jesus, you've just gone to church, heard a few scriptures. I'm here to tell you he wants to know you personally. You may have been raised in a church that does not encourage that, that says that's not possible. They're wrong. Praying to idols and saints, sorry, no. You can pray directly to Christ. You can have his Holy Spirit in your life. And that isn't to be insulting to anybody and how they were raised. I just want you to know that there are people I know who are not following Jesus, but they genuinely think they're Christians as they wake up sleeping next to their boyfriend or girlfriend, or do their tarot cards, or practice Reiki. I'm not joking. I have watched people walk away from Jesus and start doing crazy stuff, and they're not following Jesus anymore. And they think they have this monopoly, get out of jail free card, no matter what it is they do in life. And I'm here to tell you that isn't in the Bible. People can choose to walk away from Jesus because we have been given the freedom of choice. And if you don't know if you know Christ, I want you to stop what you're doing right now. And I want you to say, Jesus, I surrender my whole life to you. My political opinions, my personal emotions, my agenda, my career, whatever I do in this life, I put in front of you and I say, God, sort it out. Show me what is of you and what is not. And if it's all got to go, God, I pray for the the strength to let it all go. And you're going to rebuild something so much better than what I had planned for my life. Infuse hope and vision and purpose and excitement and peace. And I ask that the fruit of the Spirit fill my life as I follow you, Jesus, starting right now. Jesus, be with me today. Show me how real you are today in the eyes of my children, in what I do, and how I'm feeling in the calming of my emotions. I repent for being self-centered. I repent for thinking I know everything. I repent for not listening to this call in my life before now. I don't want to be one of those people who when the bridegroom comes, I'm not prepared because I thought I had one more day. I thought I could do what I want and still make it in. Jesus, I ask you to forgive my sins, all of them, every single one, my sin of pride, of lust, of selfishness, of self-centeredness, of laziness even, Jesus. I ask you forgive me of my sins. And I ask you to take them away from me and take away the desire to do them. Give me strength and community as I walk this life following you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, ladies, this has been a different, unexpected moment with us. Um, But I want to leave you with this challenge. What can you do today and every day for the next 30 days 
to connect with a human being that is in your life, was in your life, or has never been in your life, but you just want to love on people. Love someone intentionally every single day for the next 30 days. And I'm going to check in on us. It's October 13th, 2020. If you're listening at a different time, just write the date down, circle it on your calendar. But until November 13th, we're doing this. We're loving people. We are not sitting on our hands anymore. We are praying. We are being active in our community and we are reaching out. So for 30 days, I want us to be intentionally loving others. Okay, until next time.